is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendee's joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember it. It's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy, um, what day is this? <laughs> happy Monday. There we go. Jason Walker Show inside the uh, Major Mortgage Man Cave. We are presented by Capital Collision Center. And Montana Law says it's your vehicle, it's your choice, where you have a repair. Choose Capital Collision Center. Big show coming up today. Auto Concepts Performances of the Week. Yes, more than one. Uh, we'll talk to Jordan Hansen. From the Missoulian, 406mpsports.com. Get his thoughts on the weekend. We'll start looking at playoffs for this upcoming week. And uh, recap the six-man, of course. And then uh, Natalie Weiner is going to join us. She is a uh, fantastic writer um, and wrote a great article about volleyball and COVID in high schools. And uh, we'll talk to her about that and a little bit about her career as well. So, uh, hope you had a great weekend. A little chilly. Bozeman broke a uh, broke a thirty one. Well, it was not thirty one years, but they were thirty one degrees colder last night overnight than the previous record low. They were like eleven previously, and it was twenty below in Bozeman last night. So there you go. It uh, was a little chilly in Helen. It, we got a lot of snow, and then so <sighs> seriously, hope you had a good weekend because we got a lot of snow across the state. Um, Friday, the uh, snowblower dude came to pick up the snowblower because it had an issue, and then we got all the snow. So, yeah, had to go out and shovel the old-fashioned way um, by hand. So, a little sore. You can watch us on Facebook. You can watch us on Twitter, YouTube, and uh, listen on uh, Podbean, Network One Sports. Go to jasonwalkershow.com. You can email us anytime, jason at jasonwalkershow.com. Uh, the Twitter is at jwalkersports and uh, much more. All right, big day today too, in uh, on this day in history. A couple of birthdays as well. We'll celebrate a little bit later on. All right, uh, COVID update from uh, the weekend: six hundred twenty-two new cases, Montana with twenty-eight thousand five hundred eighty-one confirmed cases, two eight five zero one since March, and one hundred eighty-six new cases in Yellowstone County. Reported today. 303 total deaths, 360 currently in the hospital, 98.55 active, 18,343 have recovered, which is good. Um, let's see. 1914 in Yellowstone County, 661 Glacier, 644 Flathead, 921 Missoula. 851 in Cascade, 598 Lewis and Clark, 629 Gallatin, 
376 Hill, 341 Roosevelt, and 238 in the uh, Bighorn, 236 in Ravalli. So doesn't anywhere, top to bottom, north, south, east, west, and Montana, it's all over the place. Um, and numbers keep going up. Where are we at? So there's uh, there's that. Okay, speaking of, I saw this article today. So Lewis and Clark Public Health announced uh, this morning that it, there could be, to paraphrase, a lot of individuals in Lewis and Clark County that have COVID but have yet to be tested because of uh, what they've seen in wastewater in East Helena and in Helena. So... The uh, municipal wastewater in the, the two cities have um, a lot of uh, COVID in it, basically, is what they're saying. So that's, um, that's not good. That means that they're, they're testing the wastewater, and you might have it, but not know it. So just... Follow the, you know, wash your hands, wear your mask where you have to, and social distance where you have to. Like, right? Just just do it. For the sake of everything, just do it. Uh, let's see. What else uh, did we want to get to here? We're going to talk to Jordan Hansen about this, but Loyola football is in the playoff. They didn't win a game on the field. They had two forfeit victories. Anaconda and Deer Lodge. Um, so they were 0-4 on the field, but they're going to be in the playoffs. And we'll talk uh, to Jordy Hansen about that coming up. Crazy. The six-man playoffs got underway over the weekend, and there were some blowouts, as you would expect. There were some uh, good games as well, as you would expect. We'll recap some of those. And uh, much more. But let's do our uh, Auto Concepts Performance of the Week nominees. You can keep yours flowing in until the end of the show, um, until we give it away. But some of the nominees, Christian Vetter, five touchdowns to become the sixth player in Butte history to do that. Uh, The Bulldogs beat Hellgate 35-16. He also had 203 yards rushing, which ranks eighth all-time in Butte school history. That's that's impressive. Butte will host Capital in the playoffs AA on Friday night. Aiden Graves had uh, three touchdowns. Riley Waters had three touchdowns. Sydney hammered Harden 40-6. to Jay Jetmore ran for three touchdowns and caught a fourth. Red Lodge earned the conference's top seed in the Southern B by uh, getting past Shepard 40-14. to Red Lodge, Shepard, Huntley all tied on uh, in that division and all heading to the playoffs. Big Sandy's Cade Struts, 279 yards, six touchdowns. And Big Sandy rolled Weebo, 57-6 in the first round of uh, the playoffs. Caden Acosta, 16-22 passing, 282 yards, four touchdowns. Shields Valley got past Richie Lambert in Whale Sal. Sam Davis, seven touchdown passes, three to Caden West, three to Alex uh, Novark. White Sulphur springs all over Sunburst, 78-21. Uh, Coulter Wolstad, four touchdowns, passing 
as Harlow Rygate beat Knoxon 38-14. Madison Detham, five touchdown passes. Freud Lake over Broadview Levina, 56-6 in the playoff opener for both. Um, Freud Lake continues. Broadview Levina goes home. Had a great start to the season, and then they gave up a lot of points late. A couple of 50 spots, a 56 in the playoffs. Sloan McPherson, three touchdown passes. Returned an interception for a touchdown as well. Savage over Hobson Moore, Judith Gap, 57-14. Uh, Chance Goltz, three touchdown passes. Ran for a fourth. And Baylor um, Pospisil, I think that's how you pronounce it, ran a touchdown for uh, an interception back for a touchdown. Bridger rallied from 18 down to beat Hot Springs at Hot Springs, 41-38. Nick Wildham, two third-quarter scores, threw for another. Power Dutton Brady got past Denton Geyser Stanford, 46-15. McKenna Bushman, 14 kills, 14 digs, four blocks. Joliet beat Red Lodge on the uh, volleyball court. Jade Wedland, 14 kills, 19 digs. And Northstar got past Geraldine Highwood, I think, in four. Emily Adkins, a triple-double. 12 kills, 12 digs, 10 assists. Oh, and six aces. Bridger hammered uh, Custer Heisham. 25-13, 25-6, 25-13. That's a hammering on the volleyball court. Big time. Uh, get your nominations in. You can uh, tweet us at Sports. You can Facebook us in. You can also uh, message us or call us on Podbean. You can call into the show if you want. You can also um, email jason at jasonwalkershow.com. Jordan Hansen coming up. We'll talk to Natalie Weiner as well. Uh, Sheriff Leo Dutton's going to join us tomorrow here on the show. Greg Gianforte coming up tomorrow as well. Um, I don't know if you've seen this young lady on Facebook. Uh, she goes, uh, it's called The Savvy Truth. She, uh, Savannah, will join us on Wednesday. Um, Nicole Rigoni, we have, uh, we're going to talk to the Scream Queen as well later this week. Um, Linnea Quigley, like 135 horror movies. So we'll talk to her coming up with Halloween on Saturday night. All right, um, but when we return... Let's talk to Jordy Hansen. Going to recap, how is Loyola in the playoffs? Will they do anything in the playoffs? And much more. We'll uh, look ahead to the AA playoffs, too. That and more coming up. Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Hang on. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. 
Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rockers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rockers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rockers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, Natalie Weiner will join us coming up uh, here shortly. We're going to talk uh, COVID and high school volleyball and much more. She's got a new uh, venture as well. She's a great writer, but she will join us coming up. Also, uh, your auto contest performance of the week and get your nominations in. Tomorrow, Greg Gianforte, Sheriff Leo Dutton will join us. But it is time to talk some regular season finales. It is time to talk some postseason football. Wasn't sure we were going to make it, but we did. At least we got to the postseason. Jordan Hansen from the Missouli and 406MTSports.com, our guest. Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. How was your weekend? Good. A little snowy. Just a little. A little snowy, a little chilly. But other than that, not so bad. Now, okay, so... Where are you originally from? Is it Iowa? Yeah, I'm from the eastern part of the state. All right, so you're okay with the cold. I mean, you're used to it. Yeah, no, like, we had snow and ice and crap growing up. Our thing was just, it was still humid oh, right. um, during, during during the winter, so it, just, it made, like, everything, like, ten times, just ten times more miserable than, you know, <laughs> it, it, it normally would be, so... The the only thing that's really shot me weather wise, like winter weather wise, coming out of here, um, was really just when I was in Butte, and it'd be like you know negative fifteen with a negative you know <laughs> twenty wind chill on top of it. I mean that's not even like right. you know it's not even something to even blink at or you know you'd blink at it. It wouldn't even blink at it like have it either. Just 
that was the the true like cold mm-hmm. is the only thing that kind of surprised me. But like at the same time, like you know, I mean, we had negative fifteen temperatures growing up too, so it's not like gotcha. I'm completely upstairs. <clears throat> um, did you stay kind of somewhat warm on Friday night watching uh, the uh, finale over there? Yeah, I. I I have like I have, I have an old farm jacket, an old car <laughs> farm jacket that's insulated that like I've had for like eight years, nine years. It's incredibly warm. So I I was I was keeping I was keeping warm. Um, it was a little bit hard to, to to shoot some of the video and stuff that that I normally do, but um, I was also helping them uh, actually clear off the line in between like quarters and even <laughs> some plays and stuff. So I just kind of got conscripted into helping because they just they did. I mean, the hell, no offense to Hellgate, but the Hellgate game, I mean, there was nobody there to, you know, even with COVID, you know, even without COVID, I should say, there's usually not so many people at a, at a Hellgate football game. So, but, uh, yeah, no, it was definitely an interesting experience. I just remember, like, growing up when I was a kid that, like, I always really thought that playing, like, in a snow football game like that would be awesome. And it looked like the kids were having fun. On, on Friday, so I'm I'm glad they had the glad they had the opportunity to, to do that. But like, the absolute weirdest way to end a weird bizarre regular season, right? It's definitely definitely up there in the the strangest category for me for sure. Uh, Christian Vetter looked pretty good on the field out there from Butte. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a he's, he's a great running back. Um, I hadn't really seen much of him. Um, you know, when I was in Butte, he really hadn't kind of come into his own yet. Um, but the guy that I was, you know, continued to be impressed with is uh, their tight end and defensive end, Butte, their defensive end and tight end, Jake Olson, um, who I remember, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, he's a, you know, six 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 seven kid that's like, you know, 180, and now he's like six seven two forty, and like looks like he could like, you know, play, play it. I mean, he's, he's committed to the Grizz right now, but, he, he has the frame is you know you start wondering you know is that is that verbal gonna is that verbal gonna stay I mean like <laughs> you know one of those things where it's like you know this is starting to look like a, a you know high level D one football player um, so it, it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out but um, just very very impressive him and um, just you know it's it, it's always impressive and it's always fun for me to you know watch these kids you know really grow um, into a you know, a, a, a really good football player. And, and, and Jake's, you know, one of those guys that's really, you know, taken upon himself to, to really, you know, push through some stuff and, um, you know, be able to be a great, be a great player. So. Jordan Hansen joining us, 406mtsports.com, sports reporter with the uh, Missoulian. Um, class uh, six-man, Class C six-man playoffs got underway. Anything surprise you other than Hot Springs losing at home in the way that they did? Yeah, but- I mean, I was going to say, I, I wasn't, I honestly wasn't that surprised. I mean, th- that is a good Bridger football team. I mean, like, their, like, their only loss was, um, coming in with the Shields Valley, and it was, like, fairly close as far as losses against Shields Valley goes. So, like, I was, I was a little bit, I was a little bit surprised with that. Um, a little bit surprised that Ricky Lambert pushed, uh, Shields the way that they did as well. I mean, that was a good football game. Um, but other, other than that, I mean, nothing really, Truly surprised me. Um, White Silver Springs maybe beat some birds a little bit um, more than I thought they would. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I thought White Silver was pretty solid, you know, with the way that they beat Hot Springs, but I kind of thought that that was maybe more of a product 
of just no hot first having those two uh, back-to-back games like that. Um, but, you know, they came out with some birds for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, that's it's starting to look like a very good WSS team. So, um, but, yeah, other than that, like, I mean, for the most part, it's pretty chalk. Um, I think the best game of the second round is probably going to be um, that Ford Mess and Lake Harlington game. I, I just I just have a feeling that that's going to be a great football game. Um, I mean, Big Sandy and Bridger is going to be really fun. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, those are the two that really um, – I really do think that will be solid, solid second-round games, quarterfinal games. And it's weird that we're already talking playoffs when we, you know, we didn't even know if we were going to make it. We did, which is awesome. Um, and now we get to talk playoffs, which is even better. Um, but when you look at, okay, so we, the six man, uh, now I have to get to the right page. I've got like 18406mtsports.com pages pulled up. So you're welcome. Um, hey, hey, we appreciate this. <laughs> we, we appreciate the page views. Just keep sitting on those pages so it makes it look like, you know, people are spending hours and hours reading 500 right. words, you know. Well, that's, yeah, no, that's exactly right. Um, all right, let me ask you this, and let's start. Let's go back to the AA real quick. Is Billings West the quietest 7-0 and team that's not being talked about? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, right? And I honestly think that that's going to be a chip on their shoulders coming uh, into these playoffs is that everyone all year, including me, has talked Sentinel, 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 Sentinel. Best team ever. Best team in the country. Best, well, not getting that. Man, best, <laughs> team the best, you know, best team of the state. Best double-A team that we've seen for years. Best, best, best. And meanwhile, Billings West is quietly putting up almost 400 yards of offense per game, has scored 38 touchdowns, and, you know, I mean, they've got I mean, Taco Dollar is one of the most fun football players in this state. He's been tremendous this year. Um, it's a good rushing, a good spread out rushing attack. Um, you know, they've got good wide receivers. They've got obviously good quarterback in Taco. I mean, like um, they're in uh, in uh, Clash, by the way. excuse me, or Isaiah Clash, by the way. Um, but you know, it, it's just it, it, it's a it's a good fun team, and I think that they are. Are, are underrated, and I think you're dead on. I think that might be the quietest 7-0 team, that their undefeated double-A team, you know, we've ever seen in the state. So It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you really know, and Bozeman almost got them the other night. I mean, it, 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 it was a great football game on Friday night well, down there. And, and, and that's the other thing, too, is that Bozeman, I mean, after, you know, I mean, like, Bozeman was never really bad. And, like, and this is one of the other, like, looked bad. Like, they never really looked that good. They lost that game against Senior without Kenneth. And, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, say what you will. But it's one of those things with, with Bozeman is that, like, I think, and this kind of goes back to something that you and I have talked about before, is that, you know, if we have non-conference games, you know, they're, what, 6-2 and two right now? And that looks a lot different than, like, a 4-2 and two Bozeman team. You're like, wait, what? Like, yeah. right. But, I mean, th- th- those two losses obviously are to uh, Senior and West and, you know, two of the best teams, you know, on, on the on the east side, really. And, um you know, I mean, it's that's that's interesting, and, and and it's interesting to me, you know, kind of how the West ended up ended up playing out. It, or the it, East. Well, both really. I mean, you know, Helena had a chance to be third if they had lost, and, and Glacier had had they pulled the upset, but they didn't, and it wasn't even close. Um, Jake Rendina had like 15 yards on 14 carries or something like that. I mean, Sentinel's defense was really good in the Double A. So you got Butte hosting Capital. 
and then um, Bozeman and CMR. That's one side of the bracket. Yeah, and he, he, I mean, obviously you got to pick Bozeman. I'm going to pick Capital. I think I'm not sure yet. I'll have my final predictions Friday, but I like this Capital team the way they're playing right now. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm on the opposite. I like the way that this youth team is playing right now. I mean, they've won four straight games. Um, you know, they they've started to look like you know they have some offense. Um, you know, at the beginning of the season, Blake Dracos was you know struggling a little bit as a new quarterback. I mean, he's been behind Tom and Milan for the past you know three years. You know, just kind of waiting for for his chance or whatever. Um, and you know, it was another thing too that you know it, it took a while for Christian Vetter to really kind of you know push himself to be the you know the the, the top dog for lack of a better phrase there. Um, you know, in that in that running attack, and, and and it took a while for those for those wheels to start turning, but. You know, and, and yeah, they they found a couple wide receivers too, and that's kind of been the other thing too is that you know Butte lost a lot um, from their wide receiver core last year, um, and you know as I was mentioning earlier about Jake Olson, I mean he's a good tight end, but he's playing both ways. So right. I mean, you know they 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 throw him more into a blocking role on the offense, and not you know he's not running as many routes, maybe conserve a little bit of the energy for that you know on on the defensive side. So uh, to me, you know Butte's offense is really starting to figure it out, but. Um, you know, and, and but that's you know that's a capital team that you know has had its moments too, and obviously pushed Helena um, last week. So you know, I, I I do think that you you know wins that game, but um, it could it could definitely go um, either way. Is that the best first round matchup in your eyes in the double A? Yes, but I think that Big Sky is going to give Glacier a sneaky good game. Um, I I think I think that that big guy will probably lose by 20 points, but I think it's going to be a, a really good first half um, at least. But I, I, I think, I think the best matchup overall would definitely be Butte versus Helena Capital for sure. Cause CMR, they're not going to test Bozeman. I don't see and that Gray Falls high Skyview game. I mean, yay, Skyview's in the playoffs, but yay. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, and, the, and then the winner gets Sentinel. So congratulations. Like, Here you go. I was to say I think Skyview's two wins this year are um, over Gallatin and over Belgrade, which is like beating you know a a, a JV team. I mean, right. I, and no no offense, no offense to to Belgrade or you know Gladden Valley. I'm sure both of those you know teams are gonna you know figure it out you know coming down you know the next couple of years. But it's just yeah, I mean it, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to. To really put a lot of stock into into those two wins for sure. All right, let's uh, let's move to the uh, Class A. What do you like in Class A? Well, I think those. I really think that Hamilton Bronx team is, is, is a pretty good football team. I mean, I I, I think that you know. <laughs> that's a joke. Yeah, no, Not they're they're good. they're really good. They're moderately. They're I mean, they're moderately good. <laughs> they, they have some talent on that team, right. and sources are telling me that you know that Tyson Ross is a pretty good quarterback. Right? Yeah, I've I, I, I've heard that. Um, I'm excited about that Frenchtown Laurel game. I think that'll be a good one. Um, I think Billing Central is going to put up 45 points on Columbia Falls, and I think I'm poor Dylan. I mean, that's kind of a tough first round matchup against Miles City for yeah. them. But I mean, you know how good is you know Miles City after you know, the, the kind of eggs they laid, um, you know, two weeks ago. So, right. Well, you know, two, two games in a row. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And, I mean, it's 
you know, one of those things where you start to fall apart at the end of the season and a team like Dylan that doesn't do that, right. you know, is, is, is really going to push you there. But, um, yeah, it, it, it should, it should definitely be interesting. It's, um, yeah, I, I, I think the, I think the A playoffs are, are some of the most fun football in, in Montana normally. And I don't think this year will be much different. Well, it's great just because I think the traveling is always fun to talk about in class A, especially. I mean, Sydney to Hamilton is not anything, you know, to scoff at. It's not like it's a, you know, Helena to Missoula type trip. Right. Right. And Dylan to Miles City is not, you know, exactly small either. So, um, all right. Class B. Before I give you my rankings, let's run through this. Um, Fairfield, who we know is really good, and this they've had some great matchups in the past against their first-round opponent, but their first-round opponent didn't win a game on the field this year. They had two forfeits, Anaconda and Deer Lodge, and lo and behold, Loyola, which has been blown out of most every game, is all of a sudden in the playoffs this year. Yeah, well, I, I you know, it's better than putting Anaconda in the playoffs, I'll tell you that, but um, you know, it, this is one of those just kind of, you know, between COVID and other stuff, it's just, you know, it's such a different, different year as far as, you know, those things go. And, and, and what happens if Fairfield has a case this week and all of a sudden Loyola gets, a, you know, a, a berth in the quarterfinals because, you know, the, the team that they had to play, you know, forfeited. And I, it, it's just, it's just tough, you know, with this year, especially to, you know, slot these, slot these teams in there to, you know, the way they should be and, um, you know, it, 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 and it's tough, especially in a, you know, a, a place like Deer Lodge and Anaconda, you know, not being able to have those games that really, you know, kind of hurts a lot of, you know, the, of those, you know, those, some of the, the West B teams that, you know, need those, need those games. And, you know, it's, it's pretty sad too, because Anaconda and Deer Lodge both have decent enrollments and they've just had so many upheavals and issues and struggles and not only just, their football teams, but just through both of those athletic departments as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, it just, it, it's kind of, it, it, it's kind of sad. And, you know, it's obviously, you know, you can only say so much because, you know, there's, there, there's a lot of different things going on there, but it's just, you know, either drop down or, you know, figure something out because like, it's really not sustainable to continue to have, you know, two teams like that, that, you know, really aren't contributing much to, um, you know, the, the B side to, you know, continue to, you know, influence things like this and, you know, push a little into, you know, a, a, right. or into a playoff game that they really um, probably don't deserve. And I, and I, I hate to, I hate to say that, but I mean, is that, is it not true? Well, I they're 0-4 on the field and they hadn't, I mean, they haven't been close in any of these. Right. And, and it, it's like, you know, I mean, I get it again, because, you know, there's, there's, you know, just, that's just kind of how it's working this year in, in, in that situation. But it's just, it's like, you just you just hate when things like this aren't decided on the field and yeah. they're decided because of you know other other factors. Was it last year or the year before that Anaconda tried to co-op with Cent, Billing Cent, or Butte Central and Anaconda School Board was like, yeah, no, we're not doing that because of the rivalry. Like at some point, you got to put rivalry aside to be able to get kids on the field, right? Right. Well, and like since BC is uh, a anyway, it just it w- wouldn't have you know really benefited. Um, I, well, I, I, it would have benefited both of them, but I mean that's the the, the anaconda central thing is a is a whole other just <laughs> very much you know issues between two towns and certain aspects of things. And the, some folks, and both of those sides are very proud of where they're from and what school 
you know, that, that they represent. And that makes it definitely difficult when you have some of the old heads. And, but, like, you know, Anaconda usually has, you know, one of the highest B um, enrollments. And, you know, Powell County isn't really particularly far behind them. And, again, it, it's just you you really wonder, you know, what's kind of going going through people's heads. But um, I will say that it would be it would be sad if Mitchell Stadium, which is a great, great stadium in Anaconda, doesn't, you know, if, if it would – if they would have, you know, done that and they stopped using it, it'd be a little bit tragic because it's one of, you know, Montana's sacred football places for sure. Jordan Hansen joining us. All right, so what game do you look forward to most in the Class B? That's tough. Um, I, you know, I, I think the Townsend Huntley Project game has a chance to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that uh, Eureka versus Glasgow could be interesting. I mean, Eureka's been up and down this year. Um, Glasgow's much the same way. I mean, it's a good Glasgow team that, you know, had had some issues with the virus and issues with some games and stuff, but you know, managed to, to get themselves um, into the into the playoffs. Um, Shepherd and Whitehall, I think I think would be a pretty decent game. Um, and you know, I think Florence Carlton rolls over Conrad, but um, you know, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that Florence Carlton team that you know kind of you know wasn't completely under the radar coming into the season, but you know has really demonstrated that you know they are are one of the top teams of the state throughout the year. So. Um, could be could be a really fun semifinal between them and Fairfield if, if, if that's how the bracket if that's how the bracket plays out. You know what is interesting is that Red Lodge Columbus game is as short a travel as that is, and then Eureka and Glasgow. Like as far as it is, that's yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> class Class B and eight player travel is, oh. is some of the is some of the, just the most insane. Insane things. I, I think uh, Lindsey Rossmiller, our digital editor, put together a, a piece maybe last year talking about playoff travel and stuff like that. It's just it's it's quite it's quite funny because I mean not not unreasonable to, to get a twelve hour trip out of something. Nope. Things too. Nope. Hey, she uh, she killed it over the weekend because she got all the playoff brackets up, but then was also covering cross country, um, which is pretty cool. All right, let's move to the eight player real quick. Uh, eight-man playoffs. I, I can't say eight-player. It's eight-man. Um, what stands out for uh, eight-man there? Well, it was it was really cool to see St. Iggy um, win, win their finale um, and, and get into the playoffs. Um, for that, they get to play Fort Benton. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I know that that's, that that's a really, really, really good thing for uh, Tyler Murray and his program. A, a fantastic coach, great guy. Um, they've got, you know, St. Iggy Mission's got a great, great quarterback. Um Fun team, um, you know uh, Park City and the weirdness to end their season. That'll be interesting to see how they, you know, bounce back from that. Um, that fair that Fairview NS game could be pretty good. Nice to see NS back in the playoffs, and um, obviously that's a, a story in traditional program down there that uh, I think a lot of a lot of folks are a lot of folks are pretty good. Um, Drummond, uh, you know, Flint Creek, you know, however you want to say it, result should be a fun one too. So. Um, there's there's actually quite a few of these, yeah. um, you know, eight man uh, games that I think could could be pretty fun and um, yeah, I, I guess we'll count in that too. Though. So what happens if Park City because they haven't had anything for a couple of weeks? Volleyball, school, football. What happens if they decide like Thursday or Friday they can't play? Does Ecolac get a, a buy or do they throw somebody into in there real quick? Without practicing all week, I mean, we—it's almost like you'd almost have to know today or tomorrow. Well, and, and that's almost like a thing right now. Is that like if you're a high school coach and 
you know, you're on the outside looking in at these playoffs and didn't get quite get the invite in, you know, I would be thinking real hard about keeping your players and around and seeing if, you know, you could be able to, to do some practices or something like that just for the possible opportunity that you could get into the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I, it, it, and, and that's one thing with the, with the virus that makes this, you know, we'll have to definitely put in, if, you know, God forbid, you know, one of, you know, these games, you know, does get pushed around or um, canceled. I mean, then then you have to start thinking about putting asterisk, you know, on the season, which I, I don't I don't really want to do. But I mean, if you start losing teams in the first couple rounds and you're starting to, you know, if if, if you would throw in another team or something like that, it just it kind of starts to put the validity of of these playoffs really kind of into uh, into question a little bit. And 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 I think I think those questions are are going to have to be asked and answered. Um, here in the here in the next couple of days because I just I, I I feel like you know one of these games has to you know law of averages probability whatever you want to say this kind of seems like this is an issue that we're going to run into and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if the MHSA has a contingency plan um, you know a late contingency plan or that they're just going to have to make teams you know forfeit I mean how 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 awful would it be if you know you're down to seven players as an eight man team and you know, just, you know, you have two kids that are, you know, quarantined as close contact, just, you know, so, 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 something like that. That's just you know, such a, such a tiny margin. I mean, you know, that it's just, it's just tough. Yep. No question about it. All right. Um, I'm going to give you my top five. I don't know if you get yours um, for all classifications, except six man. Ready for this? Yeah, go for it. Double A. I'm going to go Sentinel West senior Bozeman Helena. Yeah, um, honestly, for for, for double A, one of the ones that I did do, um, I uh, I would actually have that uh, exact same um, exact same uh, top top five there. Actually, I, I think that seniors definitely earned its way um, back into back into um, that conversation for sure. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. And like I and like I was saying earlier, it should be fun to see how West uh, comes out in these playoffs. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, okay, Class A, um, that decent Hamilton squad, followed by Billing Central, Dillon, Laurel, Frenchtown. Yeah, I'm I'm super close on that too. Uh, Hamilton, Billing Central, uh, Dillon, Frenchtown, and then Laurel. So I guess okay. I, I just I, I did switch around Frenchtown and Laurel. Um, Frenchtown just had a good end of the season. Um, Tell Arthur, their quarterback has been has been really really special, and um, you know he's really starting to come into his own as a as a player as well, so um, that's that's definitely that's definitely fun to see for him for sure. So. Class B, Manhattan, Fairfield, Malta. I got a tie at four with Big Fork and Florence Carlton, and then Red Lodge at five. Yeah, uh, mine's mine's a little bit different. Uh, Manhattan, uh, Fairfield, and then uh, Florence, uh, Townsend, and then uh, Big Fork. Oh, you're uh, keeping Townsend in the top five, huh? Yeah, I just I I don't know I I I still I still have I still have a lot of faith in that team. They're um, they're so good. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're well coached too. I mean, Travis Rao and his staff do a great job over there. So yeah, and, and every every year, yep. year it just it seems like they they have like just a good typical team. But yeah, all right, eight man Fort Benton, Thompson Falls, Drummond, Phillipsburg. Okay, and then here's where it gets goofy. You ready for this? I got yeah. three teams at four with Westby, Granora, Fairview, Scobie, and then three teams at five. Well, I guess it'd be seven, eight, no, whatever. But Park City, Belt, Shelby. 
you just really just love like making this making this as, as complex as, <laughs> as, as you as, as you possibly can for yourself. I, well, you really you really love to see it. Well, I mean, okay, Shelby's not in the playoffs, right? I don't think. So I could no. probably take them out. Uh, oh yeah, they are. They play. Uh, they play Alberton Superior. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, right. My bad. So. Um, I don't. I don't have Cascade in there, and Cascade um, playing in the playoffs. But Park City, they won their. They won their division. Uh, the Westby, Granora, Fairview, Scobie, they're all tied in their division. I mean, that's just just yeah. And then you got like, the three unbeaten's in in the top three there. Yeah. Well, and and and, and again, you know, that's a that 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 is a good point. And, and it's just it's like it's you know we've kind of said before. It's just it's just hard to tell. You know how, how how good some of these teams you know still are with some of these full sets and stuff that they had, yep. but um, yeah, no, definitely. Well, I mean, mine's mine's fairly similar. I mean, I still have Fort Benton um, at the top, and then um, Thompson Falls, uh, Flint Creek, uh, Park City, and then um, West West Beaver too. Okay. So um, you know, it's pretty fairly fairly similar. But um, I, I think you know, and I, I've said this before too. I think that the eight men playoffs are are gonna you know. They're always some of the most fun, and um, I, I don't think that's going to be any any different at all this year. I don't uh, I don't think so either. I'm looking forward to getting all the playoffs underway. Volleyball in its regular season, double A finale this weekend. Um, Capital's going to probably set a record, break a record. Although we don't know what the record is anymore, so who knows? Um, <laughs> I, just, I have no idea. Um, as long as they get, if they could get to seventy, then we'll just for sure call it a. Uh, they have the record, um, and then we've got cross country wrapped up over the weekend, and then we've got soccer uh, championships Wednesday, and then Saturday. Is that how it's going to look? Yep, um, double A or yeah, double A on Wednesday, and then A's on uh, Saturday. So I'll, I'll I'll actually be up um, in uh, in Whitefish for. Um, or no, actually, I think Columbia Falls is a thing. I, I mean, they're right next to each other, but um, I'll, I'll be I'll be up over yonder covering the, the A boys um, semi or the A boys final. I was I was supposed to go up there on Saturday for the for the boys and girls semifinals up in Whitefish, but I did not have that chance because there was 14 inches of snow on the ground. So, oh, well, and 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 apparently, like I don't know what happened with my car, but like I like my windshield wipers, they they like won't turn off. So I don't know. So that's kind of a that's kind of a problem too. Wait, they I, won't I, I turn off. Not. Yeah, like yeah, like they, they just they just won't turn off. So <laughs> I, I think I would have gone pretty, I think I would have gone pretty crazy if um if I was watching uh, windshield wipers for two and a half hours going <laughs> going north with with no reason to to have those. So um that was kind of the other reason that I was like ah, I'm gonna wait until Tuesday to you know get my car fixed. But I like that. Let's go do it. I was gonna do it today, but I, I woke up too late. So that was you did that last week too. You woke up late last week. I wake up late like every <laughs> day. See, <laughs> but see, you're a newspaper guy, so you guys are you just you can. I mean, you're used to that. You're just well, like, hey, I'm just gonna sleep whenever. Right, and, and it's like you know, more or less, it's the second shift, so it's like, yeah, like you know, you get done with whatever you're doing at like you know, ten thirty, eleven o'clock mm-hmm. at night, and it's like, you know, I'm not really ready to ready to go to sleep yet and hit right. the hay, but. Well, and that's when I worked in radio or even television. But you get off the like radio, you work seven to midnight, and you get home at like one, and you're like, yeah, I'm not ready, you know, to, like I'm not ready to go to sleep. Or it just depends on your hours. Like when you do the overnight shift, 
you, know, you get off on mm-hmm. Friday morning at 6, you start drinking at 6.30 or 7, and you're passed out by noon, but then you wake up and you can do it all, all weekend again. Uh, but that was yeah. way back in the day. Um, way back. Way back. <laughs> Mornings sucked because you're up at like 4, you're eating you know, leftover lasagna at 8, and the sales staff's giving you a hard time. You're like, this is my lunch. Like, I've been awake since you know, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, right. So, yeah, no, I get it. You get off work at, you know, 10, 30, 11 or whatever. You're like, no, I'm not going to sleep yet. It's it's early. Yeah. No, just, it, 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 it's, it's one of those things that I feel bad because uh, both my roommates are on, like, a, a schedule where they get up uh, way, way earlier than I do. So it's like, sometimes <laughs> like, 3.30 in the morning, and I'm, like, trying to, like, make some Chef Boyardee in the kitchen. And it's, like, trying to be <laughs> quiet. Just, just trying to be as quiet as possible, you know? It's like one of those things but you're playing 2k or whatever madden and try not right. to stream and yeah right yeah. E- e- exactly I L- get luckily that. luckily yeah l- luckily we do have a man cave basement that's pretty uh well uh um quiet compared to the rest of the house so Perfect. if you're if you're talking a little bit loud to yourself as you throw a fourth interception of the game against <laughs> you know cleveland and are losing in the first round of the playoffs i mean you know some things never change. <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, uh, appreciate the time as always, my man. Uh, we'll check in next week, get uh, your thoughts on uh, on the first round of the playoffs and also the second round of the playoffs. Can we just can we make it a rule to start all the playoffs the same weekend? I don't know, but I love it. I, I think that I mean, obviously with, with six man, you know, going ahead, but you know, I, I really wish that we that we did, but you know, maybe that's a letter to write to Mark Beckman. Yeah, um, I got a lot of suggestions for Mark Beckman and the MHSA board. <laughs> um, but on that note, I'll let you go. Uh, go get your car fixed, take a nap, and uh, try not to eat SpaghettiOs too late tonight because it's not good for your system. No, no, I know. I know. I know you're right. I know you're right. <laughs> As always, thanks for having me on, man. Thanks, man. Talk to you next week. That is Jordy Hansen joining us, 406mtsports.com, and uh, the Missoulian sports writer. Great, great guy. Uh, love recapping football with him. We'll have to see if he wants to do basketball and wrestling. We'll see. Um, all right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and when we do, we're going to check in with Natalie Weiner uh, and talk about COVID and volleyball in the high school front. That's next. This is the Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Jason Walker here, and I want to tell you about a great place that's going to make you feel better in just an hour. Ocean Spirit Massage. From deep tissue to hot stone and more, Ocean Spirit Massage will get your sore, tired muscles feeling like new. Whether you overdid it working out, hiking the hills, playing golf, whatever it is, or even if you're pregnant, you will walk away feeling better than you have in years. Book now for yourself or make it a couple's massage. And gift certificates are always available as well. Visit OceanSpiritMassage.com or call 417 417- 0542. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. 
Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then Give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. This segment brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. Check them out, MarkLaRoePhotography.com. Book, a portrait package. Mention the show. Get a free 8x10 canvas or matte print. Buy something from Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery. Mention the show. Get 20% off. We'll have our auto contest performance of the week coming up. And performance says of the week coming up. And, uh, yeah, that means more than one because it was um, a pretty good weekend for some. Um, also on this day in history, and uh, we'll tell you what's coming up tomorrow and the rest of the week as well. But uh, joining us now to uh, chat about a great article she wrote last week, and I shared it on the Twitter if you want to read it. Uh, Natalie Weiner uh, used to write for SB Nation, Bleacher Report, and uh, wrote a great article talking about volleyball and COVID. And basically um, – talks about how 37 states in, and some colleges, but in high schools, 37 states are playing volleyball in all of those states have been affected by COVID-19, whether it's postponements, cancellations, and we've seen it right here in Montana as well. And I want to I get her thoughts. Um, part of the interview was clipped off, but here's, here's the rest with Natalie Weiner. You know, like, it's just not, like, we should not have basketball. You know, like, if, if anyone were looking at this, what's happened with volleyball, they would say absolutely not. But it doesn't seem like anyone cares, you know? Well, and that's absolutely right. Natalie Weiner, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. And that is the big thing to me is, you know, here in Montana, we've pushed our winter sports back a few weeks. So instead of starting in December, they're now going to start at the end of the year and practices instead of November, it's starting December 7th, which is three weeks really going to save you that much time after the elections to go ahead and have a winter sports season. And if volleyball, Natalie, is having so many issues, what does that say about basketball and especially wrestling? Yeah, I I don't even know. I mean, again, it's like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I didn't interview people um, in those fields, you know, for this story, to me, it's kind of like a common sense thing and a precedent thing, right? If we're looking at these other sports and seeing people who are getting sick, who are needing to be isolated, like, 
it's just not, we're not ready yet. <laughs> like the pandemic is not in a place yet where we can be having this, you know, it's just you make that call before volleyball, but you would, you know, somebody should be looking around and looking at what's happened so far and saying, we can't do basketball right now. Like, and it seems really unlikely that anyone's going to do that because obviously basketball is considerably more high profile than volleyball is, um, especially at the college level. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm really skeptical that they're going to, because then CAA has been so toothless so far about college football, for example. Um, so I just, I doubt anything's going to change, but it seems like it really should because like you said, we just don't know the long-term effects. And I just received an article um, getting ready for this uh, interview about um, like a girl who was playing on a top team and she like had come down with COVID and she talked about how it's felt tired, you know, even though she's recovered. <laughs> and it's just like, this is not a thing that should just be, like, this shouldn't be a regular story, like an overcoming adversity story. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, are kids, do you feel kids are, well, actually, I guess the question would be, do you feel like the adults are being bullied? I mean, we look at the football, um, but <laughs> in volleyball too, do you feel like adults and ones that should be making the decisions for these kids are being bullied by the kids so that they can have a chance to play and leave the parents out of it because that's a completely different uh, issue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was going to bring up parents because I feel like that's kind of the force that's coming at the boards and all those, you know, the people who are in charge. I think there's a fair amount of parents um, pushed back, Uh, which again, I, I understand. But yeah, I think, I think maybe, like at least based on the research that I did, even districts and state uh, athletics associations that initially had said like we're not going to enforce this fall, a fair number of them backtracked. You know, <laughs> and that's like the really wild thing to see happen because it's not like the pandemic got substantially better in the meantime. You know, it was just that pressure either from students or parents. Um, you know, fighting for the right to play sports, which is you know could be so far down on the list of priorities right now. I, I, when I was reading your article, it really stood out to me, um, the the story of the Emma uh, Gerstner, um, mm-hmm. I guess in Arizona, she wasn't wanting to play. Like She's like, I don't want anybody to get killed, like my grandparents, with COVID, if she was to be able to come down with it. Um, but at the end, she ended up playing at the behest of, as you say, quote, her coach and her parents, she wound up playing, end quote. And to me, that really stood out because it goes back to what I just asked of, are these, you know, some of these kids being bullied into playing and, 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 and as such? I mean, I think, you know, that story, it really like was striking to me just all the way around because it was just like, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that it was published, but also like it's pretty, the framing is kind of wild to me. Um, but I think that if that's your perspective, you know, that like the virus is something that is just like an attitude problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. If you really genuinely think that being nervous about getting COVID or what it could do is just like a mental hurdle to overcome, then I guess, yeah, you're going to pressure your kid to like go trying to go back to normal. But at that point of view is obviously not really borne out by the facts, you know? 
Obviously, she was completely justified in being nervous about playing and nervous about contracting COVID. You know, it's just, I think that I would hope that that's not like a common thing, but that story did make me nervous that maybe it is more common than we realize. Let me ask you this, um, because like I said, I've I've been talking about this since March, but a part of the big thing for high school sports this fall and for the winter is going to be and has been these kids are, you know, they need to be recruited. Well, I wasn't Mm -hmm. great enough to play in high school and get recruited in college, but I've covered this, you know, I've covered sports for 20 plus years. If you're good enough, they're going to A, find you, and B, you've been recruited since you were a sophomore or junior. Your senior year, and it's very rare that you'll have that breakout senior year, like, oh, my gosh, where was this kid? You've already been recruited. You already know where you're going to college for the most part. Am I right on that? For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, at least in my experience and in my understanding, it's definitely like that. And also, like, the idea that a college wouldn't be understanding, you know, of these extraordinary circumstances. <laughs> like, I, I get, you know, that it is really high stakes and that people, you know, need that scholarship in a lot of cases. But also, like, if a college doesn't get that, you know, why do you want to go there? You well, know, true. like, if the coach doesn't understand that, like, this is, these are unprecedented times, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So you, uh, as we switch gears, Natalie Weiner joining us, Jason Walker show. Um, you've written some for some pretty big um, places, uh, SB Nation, Bleacher Report, Billboard, and you just started um, a new, um, new uh, uh, what's it called, newsletter. I'm really yeah. anxious about this, but you've interviewed some great people, but it's called Don't Rock the Inbox, and it's about country <laughs> music. I like this. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like it's exciting. We're just trying to get the first weather right now. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I write about, I actually wrote about music before I wrote about sports. Um, and it's just in music, even more than in sports, it's like really, really hard right now to, to find places to write, basically, um, especially about country music because it's just kind of not, not necessarily as popular kind of with whatever the mainstream of online music writing readers are, you know, <laughs> even though it's enormously popular, obviously, in general. Uh, so, yeah, so one of my colleagues and I, Marissa Moss, we're trying to pull this thing together just so we have a place to write about it. Um, and getting them in the newsletter game like everybody else, it seems. <laughs> well, uh, you don't have a podcast yet, right? Because that seems to be where everybody's headed. <laughs> I mean, I have a couple defunct podcasts. You know, I <laughs> some, some failed podcasts, but you know they they live on on the internet. Gotcha. So that's, that's something. Um, you've like I said, you've interviewed some great people. What's your favorite interview? That is such a tough question. Um, and when people ask me, I'm like, I really should have a good answer ready. <laughs> um, but I did get to do a story last year about Bonnie Ray's Nick of Time. Um, and I got to talk to Bonnie for it. It was like an anniversary piece. So, I mean, she's just like one of my all time faves. So that was definitely up there in violence last year. Um, just kind of talking to coaches who had had players be shot and killed. Um, and it was like, obviously really sort of difficult to report and dig into, but, 
also felt really important and like an angle, you know, that not too many people had taken before. Cause I think it's like, basically I just saw all these stories that were like high school football players gotten killed. You know, it's kind of like a trope that you see on local news and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is crazy that this is like happening at such a high rate. You know, it's kind of a unfortunate. Or do they just, I mean, take me through your process real quick. Like, do you go looking for a story or does it kind of just fall into your lap? Kind of, you know, um, like, Oh, yeah. Like this volleyball deal. I mean, this is, you went to go watch some college volleyball and all of a sudden, well, now I have this story to tell. Right. I mean, that's usually how it is, right? I think like, I, I feel lucky that I've been able to write about such a wide variety of things, but, and it's kind of been like a natural outgrowth of just being interested in a variety of things, you know, like, the sports stuff kind of like came along just because I started getting more and more into sports. And then it's like, well, this is really interesting stuff that I would love to learn more about and then ultimately write about. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I just like today, like I just came across a singer who, you know, is a black man who sings country songs and, is a Trump supporter and like has become very successful because he's singing these really patriotic songs that like don't get any radio play at all. Um, but have only become famous on TikTok. You know? So it's like that confluence of like, and I just found this person just in my normal sort of perusal of the internet. Right. And so like he used to talk about something, you know, there's certainly things that feel out of my element or maybe that I'm like, not the best person to write about a certain thing. Sure. You know what I mean? Like yep. that it, the story might be better served by someone else. No, that completely uh, 100% makes sense. There's been stories that uh, you, you, I've passed on this year just because I don't feel comfortable talking about them because, well, for one, I'm not a black guy. Um, right. You know, so I, I, I have guests on to let them tell the story. It's, it's almost easier that way, you know? For sure. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, there's enough room for everybody (laughs) (laughs) and it's important to kind of like make sure you're thinking about because like it can feel like being a journalist does not work in and of itself where you can be inclusive because it's kind of solitary, but like there are still ways that you can think about how you function in that world. If that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I used to try to stay warm. (laughs) You should come visit Montana sometime though. I mean, I would love to. I've never been, actually, even though I was born in Washington. You know, I was born in Seattle, so not that far. You didn't make the 10-hour trek east? (laughs) Yeah, I've I've been, I went to college in New York, and I stayed there, you know, for up until basically now. And then lost my job through the pandemic and moved in with my mom. (laughs) And now I'm in Fort Worth visiting my boyfriend, Gotcha. Yeah. Well, my uncle lives in Dallas, so if you need, you know, um, oh no, nice. yeah, um, it's a small world, I guess. Um, Definitely. And Fort Worth, Dallas, Arlington is about to be the um, uh, series. It's it's great. You'll love it. Yeah. No, I'm like it's all very new to me, but I feel like I've got to <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Since I'm here. Hey, I had a great work in Dallas. Um, I really appreciate it. That is uh, Natalie Weiner joining us on the Jason Walker Show. Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. Um, great article. She writes some really, really awesome stuff. 
So, uh, and then she was talking about the uh, Women's Rodeo World Championships uh, from the World Champions Rodeo Alliance. Um, it's uh, with the uh, Women's Championship Rodeo and PBR. So, uh, breakaway roping, barrel racing, team roping, any female athlete in the world competing in those uh, sports so or events. Very cool. Anyway, uh, let's see. Go to at Jay Walker Sports or at Natalie Weiner if you want to uh, read that article about volleyball. And uh, it's a great article. Fantastic stuff. All right, let's, uh, what are we doing? Oh, our auto concepts, performances of the week. Ready for this? Uh, we're going with our state cross-country winners. Class A boys, um, Coulter Purcell of Hamilton led the Bronx to a state championship. His teammate Coulter Kirkland was second. Uh, Class A girls, Brindley Polson of Hamilton, the individual winner, Laurel, the team crown. Class B boys, Wolf Point Xander Ackerman, uh, finished in first. Eureka wins its second consecutive state title on the B side. Class B girls, uh, Manhattan's Hallie Hemingway won, but Townsend repeated state championship. Uh, Class AA, boys, Bozeman, Sterling, Marshall, Pride, the individual champ by 11 seconds. Sentinel boys, though, end the Hawks' 12-year run at championship, number one. So Sentinel wins it. Bozeman actually took third. Class AA girls, Kinsey May uh, wins it. Kylie Hartnett of Helena second. But uh, Bozeman got the team crown. They're, what, 12th in 13 years? Helena finishes third for the second consecutive year. Class C boys, Richie Lambert, senior Sam Smith, individual win. Manhattan Christian goes two through seven to win the team championship. And Class C girls, Lindsey Paulson of Belt Centerville got the individual title. And Manhattan Christian goes um, boys and girls in Class C to win the championship. So those are our auto concepts performances of the week. Today is uh, October the 26th, National Day of the Deployed. It is uh, Mule Day today, Pumpkin Day, Financial Crime Fighter Day, and Tennessee Day. 1951, future heavyweight boxing champ Rocky Marciano defeats former champ Joe Lewis, uh, TKO in the eighth round. 1960, the American League approves the Washington Senators' move to become the Minnesota Twins and then announces that franchises in L.A., the Angels, and Washington, D.C. for 1961. That Washington, D.C. Senators team then became the Texas Rangers. So they moved twice. 1968, uh, George Foreman, future heavyweight champ, wins the Olympic heavyweight gold when he uh, stops Jonas Sepolis of the Soviet Union in the second round in Mexico City. Also in 1968, Mexico City, Japanese go sweeping the medals in the men's floor exercise. And we bring that up because Akinori Nakayama was, uh, got the silver, but he also won three individual golds that day. The horizontal, the rings, and parallel, and then with the team victory, got four golds for the, for the games and five total. Happy birthday, Pat Sajak, 1946, Hillary. Uh, Rodham Clinton, born on this date in 1947. Her birthday present today, Amy Coney Barrett's going to get confirmed to the Senate. So, happy birthday, Hillary. Keith Urban's birthday today, 1967. And 1984, 
Sasha Cohen was born, and I bring that up because I have my Sasha Cohen autographed picture. Uh, let's see, should we go to this camera? There it is. Love Sasha Cohen. Um, to me, the greatest figure skater of all time, even though she never really won much. But uh, love Sasha Cohen. Okay, uh, so it's her birthday today. Uh, also, on this date in 1881, quite possibly the most famous shootout in the history of the Wild West. The gunfight at the OK Corral took place on this date in 1881 in Tombstone, Arizona. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Great uh, great show today. Jordy Hansen talking playoffs. Natalie Weiner talking uh, sports. And you can listen to any of it. JasonWalkerShow.com. Listen or watch. And uh, if you missed anything. Um, tomorrow... Sheriff Leo Dutton will join us from Lewis and Clark County. We're going to talk uh, some COVID stuff with the sheriff and much more. Greg G. and Forte will join us as well tomorrow, a week out from the elections. And uh, let's see, what else is coming up this week? Uh, Savannah, I don't know if you've seen this little uh, this teenager. She is uh, very smart. She is 16, but uh, she talks the savvy truth, and she will join us on Wednesday. Um, we'll talk to uh, some football coaches this week as well, Nicole Rigoni. Um, Linnea Quigley, who's known as the screen queen of B-horror movies, will join us on Friday. Uh, Steve Daines coming back, Senator Steve Daines uh, coming back on Wednesday as well. He uh, They uh, reached out and said he had so much fun, he just wants to come back and talk some more hunting. So we'll do that on Wednesday. The uh, walk-off, by the way, presented by Cafe Zydeco. Make sure you stop by 625 Euclid in Helena. Also, Bozeman and Billings. And I wanted to bring this up. So we talk a lot of COVID on this show. And and just because, check this out. This is Whitworth out in Spokane. This is their basketball team pitcher. Um, where are we going here? Yeah, look at this. Uh, let's see, can we enlarge it a little bit? What are we doing? I guess we have to shrink it. Uh, that's their team pitcher. Yep, the COVID season is what it's being called. And it got me thinking, like, who in the hell in the athletic department approved that marketing? Seriously. Um, man, man, oh, man. Not smart, Whitworth. And you're supposed to be smart. All right. Jordy Hansen, Natalie Weiner. If you miss anything, again, JasonWalkerShow.com. Tomorrow, Greg Gianforte, candidate for governor of the state of Montana. Sheriff Leo Dutton and it, it will join us as well. It'll be a big day tomorrow. It's going to be a great week. Have a, um, uh, whatever, <laughs> massive Monday. Have a great Monday. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Sheriff Leo Dutton. 4 o'clock, Jason Walker Show. We are presented by Capital Collision Center. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.